40inbox.com here, and we're going to be reacting to 10 bad money habits that are robbing you blind. So developing good habits help us focus on things that need our attention most. But as you work to get your financial life on track, you'll probably find old, counterproductive habits of undermining your progress. Some of them worked once, but now they're holding you back, and others have always been bad. So dropping bad money habits make it easier to power up your financial life. Following are some bad money habits and tips for ending them. Number one, carrying a credit card balance. I completely agree with that. Carrying a balance on a credit card is like walking down the street with a hole in your wallet and letting money leak out. That's a very good analogy. Here's why. Suppose you're paying down a $5,000 balance on a card charging 15% interest. If you only pay the minimum amount each month, it'll take decades to pay off the debt and cost you thousands of dollars in interest. So build a better habit. Devote every spare penny to getting rid of credit card debt. And if you have other pressing debts, make a plan for dealing with all of them. For okay. So basically, if you want to get out of debt, go to 40 to learn the very simple way of getting out of debt. It's very straightforward. Number two, failing to fund a retirement plan. So there are compelling excuses for putting off saving for retirement, but none of those excuses will make it will matter if you reach retirement age with little saved. And if you don't take advantage of your employer's matching contributions to a retirement plan, you're passing up free money every month. So build a better habit. Start paying close attention to your retirement savings. And if you can't significantly increase the monthly contribution you make to your plan immediately, increase it by 1%. A month, once a year. Yeah. Check the performance of your investments and rebalance your portfolio. Number three, not shopping for monthly services. Hopefully, your you comparison shopped before signing up for insurance policies. And we trust you did the same thing with phone, internet, and cable services. But you might be missing savings if you're not checking prices again every year. So build a better habit. Put some energy into improving your financial life. Once a year, spend 30 to 60 months price shopping for monthly services. To make it easy, keep a list with each company's name, your account number, and your monthly payment amounts, which you should already be doing if you were to create a budget. Number four, paying for cable or a landline fund. I don't know anyone who actually even does this anymore, but cable TV prices are going nowhere but up. Free and cheaper alternatives to cable make experimenting worthwhile, but will you get out of your rut and try something new? So build a better habit before trying a change. Record your viewing habits for a week or two to see how and if you're using the services you currently have. And if streaming seems like a legitimate option for you, blah, 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 blah. So ditto for your landline telephone. If you're able to drop the landline and use mobile phones only, if that seems too radical, refrain from using the service for one month or even just a week while you check out alternatives. Number five, ignoring coupons and deal sites. So if you aren't using coupons and checking daily deal sites, you're spending too much. However, you still need to exercise discipline when bargain shopping, bargain shopping so you don't sabotage good intentions with impulse buys. You could try one deal or coupon site. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I agree. Now, there is like an app called, I believe, Honey that does typically help people with like, you know, saving money when they buy things online. That being said, the problem when you use coupons 
right to those who end up using coupons is they there's like something within them that like kind of like drives them to just buy the product like more of the product right and that's where you get into the trouble where they even mentioned it right where it's like don't be tricked by a coupon like if you were already going to buy something and there just happens to be a coupon use the coupon but if you're using the coupon and then you go buy something because you're like, oh, maybe I need to go buy that thing because I found the coupon now, don't do that, right? For example, even if it's like not a coupon, let's say that you were going to already go to the store to already go buy a t-shirt, right? And then there's a deal for a t-shirt. Okay, go buy that shirt on a deal, right? But if you're just going to the store for like groceries and then you see a deal for t-shirts out of the corner of your eye and you're like oh that's a nice deal i could save money on that shirt well i mean you shouldn't even be buying that shirt because you that wasn't your goal in the first place to even go buy a t-shirt right so that's something to really think about number six playing investing too safe safe investing is important but there's safe and then there's too safe keeping all your money in no risk accounts mean inflation will rob you of spending power slowly but surely Meaning, don't just stick all of your money into a savings account or, God forbid, under your bed. Number seven, getting hooked on lattes. That $4 latte is killing your budget. One such latte each workday adds up to $20 a week, potentially $1,040 a year. So if you tip a dollar each time, you're spending $1,300 a year. Surely there's something you would rather do with that $1,000. I mean, that could be a brand new computer. That could be your bills. That could be paying off your debt. That could be your starter emergency fund, right? So that's something to really think about, right? And a lot of people don't really think like this is that big of a deal. But the thing is, typically, for the majority of the population, this isn't the only thing that they're spending money on. So let's just use like a personal example. Filling up at a gas station, I saw a guy literally spend 30 bucks at one time for like four monster energy drinks and a lottery ticket, right? So it's like you just spend 30 bucks in one day at a gas station, right? How often are you doing that? Are you doing that every day? Are you doing that every other day? How much are you spending every day on just useless items, right? Number eight, living without an emergency fund. So if you don't have an emergency fund, your life is a high wire act with no safety net. Emergencies are inevitable. Life is for them. I 100% agree. Commit and watch your savings build, and if necessary, take on a few hours of extra work each week, whether it's overtime at work or watching a neighbor's dog. Number nine, buying retail. Paying retail markup is like setting a match to a pile of cash. Smart buyers find ways to avoid doing that. For example, a new car's value drops fast the minute you drive it off the dealer's lot. So buy one that's gently used instead. I agree with that, right? You could save literally thousands of dollars by simply buying a car that has like 200 miles on it or 100 miles on it that has like one previous owner. Number 10, using shopping as entertainments. Perhaps you know people with compulsive shopping habits. 
Maybe you're one of them. Spending creates a high that's addictive, severely damaging your budget and the financial security of your family. Now, here's the thing, too, right? As like a good like uh, advice, like side advice, right? For Amazon specifically, do not have your cards in your account. Like don't have your cards saved into your Amazon account because so many people are going to buy things to entertain themselves or when they feel depressed or when they feel like they want something or blah, 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 blah. There's like so much impulse buying when it comes to Amazon. It is so easy for people to buy stuff. Just do not have your card information on Amazon at all, right? It's that mental barrier, right? And it's going to get to the point where like for some people who have like really bad issues with that, if you do that, right? It's going to be an extra wall between you and spending money, right? So that you are less likely to end up buying whatever item that you are wanting to buy, right? Because the process, like the really annoying process of having to manually type in your stuff each time you buy something is actually going to be a, basically, to it's going to be good enough to deter a lot of people from actually buying the item, right? Like, it's like the barrier of, like, uh, for a consumer, right? It's like a barrier of purchasing. Like, a lot of customers want, like, a simple click, buy, get the product, right? Like, we live in that type of time frame now, which is why you want to avoid that. Avoid those easy steps of, like, oh, buy, click, and you get it the next day. Just completely remove the whole thing and you're going to save a lot of money and you're not going to basically use it as an entertainment. Now, you might end up like adding it to the shopping cart for entertainment, but you're not going to most likely buy the actual item just because of the annoying process of actually manually typing in your card information. But yeah, we'll uh, see you in future episodes. Stay tuned for more and peace out. By the way, if you need to get out of debt, go check out 40inbox.com. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and is very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.